0: Kid is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So, what's wrong with being sexy? Hello!
1: Boom, 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 boom,
0: boom, boom, boom,
1: boom, 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 Ah, the show Finding the. in 24. Uh, in 24. <laughs> the in uh, Trying to find the greatest 24 things <laughs> in the 21st century. Is that it now? I don't know. Hey, my name is Joseph <laughs> Eastwood Fresh. I write and play music and do stuff. And oh boy, Shark and I got some exciting. Uh, we got to listen to something fun yesterday. Uh, here he is, the learned man, uh, Uno and Deduce. It's uh, Doc Warridge and the Shark. What's happening, fellas?
2: Brother. I am the deuce, doctor. I am the deuce with uh, James Franco over here playing a New York guy. Shark and deuce Put him in the, on the morning. on glass. <laughs> Johnny the Nip. Put him on there the glass. There it is. I needed the name out there. Johnny the Nip. Johnny the
0: Nip. Back and live in the studio. Put him on a glass.
3: <laughs>
1: Shock jocks, where have they gone? they I think they're all wearing those crazy Trumper outfits, running around the streets. Oh yeah, oh yeah, streets. Um, yes, the learned men are here. Um, I don't have a joke about anything. I had to help a, uh, or I got asked to help a, um, a beginning podcast the other day from some folks I know, and they're like, hey, could you come over and, you know, make sure everything's hooked up right and our mics, blah blah blah, and sounds, you know. <laughs> well, Nah, I wouldn't call them competition. They 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 they're like a serious podcast. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> have, oh like, damn. actually have things. Coming in hot. They actually have things to talk about. Like they have a subject matter. And uh so I showed up there and I was like, "Wow, I think uh, we're like at show episode 275 or something." And I was like, "You guys are already like you should be, I should be asking you for advice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, Sounds had a, right. uh,
1: they had a great looking table uh, with like, you know, mics set up all around the table, big glass table. They had a giant banner with the name of their show and custom artwork on, like on the table. They had cameras and lights wow. set up <laughs> for a podcast there for a podcast they're, uh Now here's the thing. We couldn't get it running. I won't get into details. It's a bunch of silly stuff but um and their sound guy their engineer is gonna have it set up through a phone so it sends it to him digitally so he can stay at home and record the show via phone but there in the studio type of thing what and they ha- yeah
2: and they have like who a- are these people well, you know, sound like they- a bunch of geniuses to me <laughs> yeah
1: he's
4: it, living in the next century man <laughs> i mean what, so I was, what is it? i kind of was
1: like is this is this how you do it <laughs> <laughs> Five years in, I was like, this looks uh, this looks professional. You guys got cameras and iPads and lights, and uh, the, you had a cool decor. Of course, they did it in a, a shop that uh, features their subject matter. Um, so they had all kind of cool signs and stuff on a very cool old uh, – actually, uh, Rob, uh, interest to you, it takes place uh, – it's recorded in the bottom of the old uh, Waltonville General Store. <laughs> I might tell you who it is. Or let you know oh, now I know who
2: it is. So yes. they talk about... It, they talk about... He, he, yeah, I know the subject matter. They talk yeah. about
1: Hemis and Mickey Thompsons and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, Eight Bangers, Dual Exhaust bangers, Trannies tranny, and... Uh, oh, don't, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> uh, dual Exhaust Twin <laughs> Turbo... <laughs> Hard, heavy blocks. Nitro, nitro boosters. <laughs> Nas, I think they call it. <laughs> uh, the rapper? Heck yeah, I love the Nas. <laughs> Get out my biz,
4: and you ain't getting nowhere with them little pizza cutters on the front of that thing.
3: <laughs>
2: hey, my, I'm telling you, my 10-inch Mickey Thompsons, they rule. <laughs> <laughs> You they're, got them uh, on, your, on your riding mower? I got them on my 10-speed, baby.
0: <laughs> got them on a go-kart
2: soapbox racer, Bill.
1: <laughs> Holy
2: yeah, crap. Yeah, I, I make sure they're totally slicks with the 420 uh, specificity air gravity. <laughs> uh, quad Quadrant booster. Yeah. uh well, if you don't have a quad monster, it takes about— This joke is so old, Shark. <laughs> this goes back <laughs> to, like, 90, 95, 96. <laughs>
1: it's uh, still running strong. Hey, I thought you guys there, were there just was trying a lot to confirm of that you did not, this. in fact,
2: write
3: uh, Hot <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now uh i didn't watch the old super bowl i had one <laughs> but i didn't watch it hey hey um i watched it was there any fun uh what were the good trailers were there good some some trailers out there worth watching okay if so i gotta tell you i gotta tell yes, you yes
2: there, the ador- there was the a- adorable. got the best oh. troll of the game okay well
1: i did hear to, so- to shark's point there was an
2: adorable little golden retriever that i did I believe won the Puppy Bowl. Yes. So, all right. So go, let's nice. go ahead about this. Now, Explorer the Explorer. So Nickelodeon did this thing where they broadcast on their channel. I heard about this with graphics in it yes. and family-friendly commercials and best, all this stuff. I heard it was
1: the best way to watch it. Is what I've been. Hearing. Yeah, and
2: that's what people are saying now. It was the best. So at one point, so I for through three quarters there was like no score, Joe. It was completely boring. I mean, there was low score, but it was boring affair. It's all boring. Fourth quarter was just insane. Okay, but. At the end of the third quarter, Dora says, "Hey, do do both teams need a map to the end zone?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: that's great. The best troll of the
1: game was Swiper. There, I thought maybe Swiper was going to show up and do a little swiping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> oh man, this. and I'm
2: telling you, the halftime show was incredibly i was mm. <laughs> so bored
1: uh, I happened to talk to uh, My parents during during It just had, so be And they were like oh are you watching The Super Bowl and I was like do you know me Of course I'm not watching the Super Bowl I don't <laughs> care <laughs> about the Super Bowl And she was like oh, I don't know Who this guy coming up is His name's Usher And I was like really I thought his star faded 15 years ago <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> absolutely I, Turns out I guess it did a- <laughs> Sounds like to me <laughs> maybe i was so right i
2: i have decided that this is like a pearl jam thing, you know because pearl jam just dropped their first single mm. new albums coming in two Man, months i was gonna text tw- you World like Door. is this
1: new or is this a video to an old song no. i didn't i didn't know no, dark no, no, no. matter what did you think this of is,
2: it yes Dark matter. so here's the quick version and i'll come back to the super bowl thing okay. um i think it's one of the best singles they have dropped in forever i love everything about it except one thing uh oh It is so overproduced. And their last album, which I really liked, was so overproduced. And um, it bothers me a little, but I think live this stuff's going to just be baked. Well, Rob, I
1: think it's the world we live in now. I don't think.
2: That's what what I'm seeing music geeks, and I mean that as a compliment, Um, in the Pearl Jam well like fan chat stuff they're saying look man this is this is where we are now. so this is music now. I,
1: I, well, I had a uh, a friend of ours came to uh, add some drum tracks just a few a couple days ago now to the album and uh some of them were difficult because we recorded this not like people record things nowadays <laughs> and, and as being a raw drummer like he's he's a more of a live drummer he's a field drummer he's not a studio guy so to speak If you need a live drummer He's the guy To get But I've recorded with him before So I know he can do it Um, But anyway He was He was blown away That we had recorded Recorded it The way we did Because it's just not heard of these days.
2: So, let, so can I guess, you guys recorded it like a live band, everybody at once?
1: No. Well, Polly and I, Polly and, <laughs> oh, okay. Polly and I are.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I love no. when I hear bands record no, like Well, here's that.
1: the thing, Rob. We recorded our instruments live, and we did not use a click track. And then we didn't okay. replace our um, instruments. Now, I recorded solo you know before oh, in my song yeah and then shark added his yeah. guitar parts and we added bass to it but the guts of the song were recorded live that's not that that's not how, that's it. not how you, That's it. not how you do it <laughs> i love it. however it sounds so loose it has a sound like nothing else that's out there right now because it because of how loose it is um and it all right. it all stays together but he, you know, it sounds like I. There's a song we were working on, and I, he, you know, he was talking about the feel, and I was like, "Well, the you can hear the feel, right? It's bringing it back home. It's Bob Dylan, like it is, just it is loose. Yeah, it stays together. But, <laughs> very often, it sounds like it could fall apart at any moment, but it doesn't.
2: Oh, um, I, so, so you know that I because I ended up getting a hold of a. I have a mono recording of that album and a stereo recording Mm -hmm. of that album. Yeah. And I became fascinated with, because I never really knew how stuff was recorded Mm -hmm. ever, especially back then. And I remember this guy explaining to me, there's like three or four mics in the room that are hot, and everybody's playing the song at once. And I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, imagine that. No, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this. But then we're like,
1: hey, shark. Let's let's figure out some guitar to play on top of this, you, you know. let now let's put a beat to it, etc. Um,
2: Wait a minute, you did? Did, did you have to shark? T- uh, shark, go away for ten seconds. <laughs> shark, take a smoke break. Did did you did you have to let him play guitar? I mean, come on no, I'm kidding. I love Shark's guitar hey, work. Can I tell you so great.
1: Uh, Shark. No, now, really, this let is, me say this real I've quick. I've been
2: watching him play since he was fourteen years old, 14, 15 years old. I've seen bad habits, Rob. All the way to now, and I'm telling you, it is amazing to see the evolution of his well, no, guitar playing, say, I... what his hard work and talent has done. I'm serious. I mean that. <laughs> I know what's uh... a... <laughs> no, you're Shark, I'm not, the mail, I'm not right? joking. There's no joke. No, nope, nope, no. I'm not joking. Okay, no, go I'm ahead. I'm not going to
1: say maybe it's me being a producer. Maybe it's the songs, the quality of the song I've brought to the table. Maybe it's the years. <laughs> maybe it's the years of experience that uh, he's put into play. Is he ours. can to take credit for everything?
4: Hey, uh, he should. I, that's I, uh, if, he, if he doesn't, I am gonna give it to I him. I mean,
1: people say okay. Quincy Jones, a great producer. Uh, I think I, I know why, but uh, but no, for, for real though. From what I've seen, uh, Shark play music for quite a while now, and I don't say this because it's on my album. I honest, I do think it's the best guitar work I've heard you do.
3: <laughs> I, well, oh wow! Uh, what what oh, have wow. I?
4: You've heard what I and I appreciate that, but what have I consistently said since we've been recording this thing? Every uh, single time. Well, aren't you going? Pa- aren't never... you going to pay me? Yeah, well, yeah Where's the? <laughs> well, yeah, when's my check coming?
2: <laughs> pay me in cash. <laughs> What did Chuck Berry say every night before he hit <laughs> one, two, three, four? Pay, Pay me in cash. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, but it, 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 it is. It's emotions uh, thirteen boys.
4: I've never been a, been a part of something that I felt like I played better on that that <clears> throat> sounded throat> better, that was more unique. That was I mean this is this is next level project for me, and I'm just yeah. really proud to be a
2: part of it. Well, we're, oh wow, we're happy to have you on. And you, do you know what's funny is that I remember after recording a show several months ago. Mm. This was like Shark was going to play on one or two tracks. Yeah. That was the conversation. is yes. <laughs> Shark's going to play on one or two tracks. And now I'm in this text chain with you guys. And it's like, is Shark on every freaking track man? Well, what happened <laughs> was, we recorded. <laughs> and that's awesome. Polly and I, <laughs> I
1: recorded a lot of songs.
2: And right. And Shark right. played
1: on, what, three of them? Two or three? And I, yeah. we liked the sound so much that I was like, I'm going to go back to Polly's and record six more songs. Okay. That have this kind of vibe. I'm just going to write them right now. Yeah. And um, so I did that. So that's the songs that we've been working on, plus maybe a couple others that I was like, well, this will work too. And then once we heard that, I was like, well, wouldn't this be cool if it had some, <laughs> some drums, proper drums? <laughs> so, <sides. laughs> so are you saying
2: that um, all this, like as you started doing this stuff, like inspiration hit and you just started creating more music? Yes, yeah. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm asking, one, because that's cool, and two, supposedly, this album, the Pearl Jam's dropping, mm-hmm. they came in to record like the first song they had worked on, uh-huh. and the next thing they knew, three weeks had passed, and they had an album. Oh, wow.
1: That's always cool. <laughs> like,
2: that, like, it needs revisions, no, I, and uh, needs editing, but well, they're like, three weeks, we had the shape. I want, we had an album set That's place. awesome.
1: I don't want to talk about ourselves too much, but uh, what we found was we had a unique combination, because I'm playing con- country blues...
2: Um, okay. con- like Mississippi John Hurt style,
1: ish ish. Um, but I, I'm, I'm I have a rhythm and I'm usually playing some sort of melody with that rhythm. And okay, nothing, not complicated, but th- there is a melody there. So you have that basis of <clears throat> country blues, delta blues. But then you have Polly playing bluegrass fiddle with it. Oh my God, Shark must be in heaven so you, with these two so things you, so going so, on. So you get a different <laughs> sound with that, right?
2: Well, then Shark comes right.
1: in with a B Bender. And it totally. You,
2: oh, wait a minute. What's that mean? What's that mean? Unless well,
1: his B Bender is this. Shark, go ahead. Tell him about the B Bender.
2: What, what does a B Bender mean? I don't understand that term. No, I'm, I'm dead He's serious. I don't understand that term.
4: that term. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's no kidding. I'm like Eastwood. It's like, yeah, where have you been the last six it. months? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so basically, it's, I, I, it's a different type of guitar where right? mechanically you can pull the B string up a whole step. So like you can bend a note within a chord shape. So it sounds like a pedal steel guitar or Mm. it's. um, Think about about the the Eagles, right? You know, know, Eagles had a lot of B-Bender, you know, all the Marty Stewart stuff's B-Bender, you know.
2: Can, can, Can you point me to an Eagles song that does it like, like so I can hear it in my head? Yeah, uh, tequila sunrise.
4: It's all yeah. over that one. It's all over. Uh, it emulates oh, slider very do a well. Dave? Yeah, uh,
1: okay, that's true. And, and it emulates pedal steel. Um, nice. You can kind of.
2: Which are two things I absolutely but love. But you can also, you know, music.
1: I love it when Shark works it in with some chicken picking.
2: Um,
1: you know but anyway what the hell does that mean so sharp which is like fast country you know not not yeah. oh okay okay <laughs> okay. okay
2: albert
4: okay. lee Britt mason yeah, yeah. Um, poppy clicky stuff so
1: anyway so you have that which is a very unique sound it evokes nashville a little bit to me um you have that going with these other two sounds and then you have my kind of raw voice singing everything and it's 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 got its own it's got its own sound. And now we have uh our fr- friend Kevin Finn playing drums on it, and he sounds like Waylon Jennings drummer.
3: <laughs> like it is yes. like a man, I'm there is a section I'm know not what the name of the
1: album you. needs to be There's, a, my mind. Mind. there's a section <laughs> there is a section of uh, Country
2: Chameleon. The first, the
1: first song. Chameleon Country <laughs> The first song that country, we country, got
4: country, back... Country, 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 chameleon.
1: The, oh, that's the best one yet. Yeah. I heard he was gay. <laughs> brought it back. Brought it back. <laughs> he was gay. Uh, uh, but no, the first song we got back, which is the one I sent to Shark yesterday, um, there's a section where we, we couldn't decide on which drum beat. I loved them both so much, and I said, well, let's split them up. Instrumentals, you play this part, verses, you play this part, et cetera. And when it goes into the instrumental, like we listened back to it on the day and I was like, Shark's gonna S himself. This sounds like it is literally a Whalen Jennings song. <laughs> <laughs> <It did.
3: laughs>
4: I well, I told you. I texted it to you. I, I I literally stopped it, and you know, not you don't hit rewind anymore, but you know, the yeah. little thing there to go back.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: because uh, yeah, I it did. It blew my mind when he switched beats and it all stayed together. It was like, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, my first thought was like, what what in the hell just happened? You know, um, what was that? Yeah, but what? And you- then like I had to listen to it two or three times and like count it and like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, it was it okay, was insane. Can I ask
1: fin, a Can I ask a question? Up.
2: Yeah. All right, here's my question. And when it first starts, you guys are going to want to start laughing me out of the room, but let me finish. Let me get my okay. life warmed up. So <clears throat> lately, I have been listening to a lot of Almond Brothers and um, some right. uh, the Eagles Little live guy. album. You know, the famous one from like the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That's like so famous. Okay, so. What I'm wondering is, you know how like you have two guitarists in both bands and they do a lot of harmony playing off of each other? Yeah. Do you guys ever have any places where you play off each other, the acoustic guitar and Shark doing his Fender stuff? A little bit. Yeah. Um Ooh, It's mostly I just got real real most, excited. It, it's
1: not necessarily
2: I know, not like that. No, it's I not know. Not like that,
1: but there are I have a few solos that I'm pretty proud of uh in this in this album. But in I think two of them Shark's doing something you know he's playing along not playing along but there are places where we line up that's cool
2: but he lines up with, nice he
1: lines up with polly quite naturally in several songs okay
2: um so is there ever any call and response Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting more and more excited. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting all excited over here. I'm like, I'm doing the excellent Mr. Mister. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say, song, there are songs
1: that are so blues-based that when you add the fiddle and shark to them, they start to almost turn into like a weird dark jazz song.
2: But <laughs> yeah, you are right. witnessing the birth of... <laughs> But my vocals <laughs> Eastwood sharp Molly Mach One. That, uh, anybody
1: well, hears my vocals there. will just be like, "Oh yeah, it's just a blues song." So. The, okay. I think musicians.
2: I was will watching it.
4: Uh, uh, Beato and Tim Pierce the other day on YouTube, and they were—I forget what the context was, but it was—they um, were talking about you know you go in and like you know you're you know you're a style player you know so you get hired to play you know your style and you go in and the producer's like you know whatever you do don't play that style or you're fired, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the, Rob, there were a lot of moments on on the record where it was like, so this is a blues song, but don't play any blues licks on this
2: anywhere. I don't
4: want any yeah. blues licks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know I mean? it's very true.
2: <laughs> so I heard that so I was this like is cracking a blues song, I heard but that I'd line. like to have a couple of punk riffs in the middle of it if <laughs> <It's> you can.
1: <laughs> it's like a Tarantino album. No, I'm excited, It's like man. a Tarantino album. I tried to defy genre. At every turn, <laughs> Really? Yeah, well, it just like,
4: Eastwood's, like... Like, Eastwood's like if you touch the pentatonic scale, you're, you you got to leave.
2: <laughs> well, here's never, the thing: if you hit a it third note, like you guys, of... you're out of here, buddy. It everybody. sounds like this is so um, organic, and I can hear the excitement in both your voices. That it's, it's just run. because Eastwood, I have been around you put it recording several albums, and I have talked with you about recording several albums, yeah. and I I remember angst. Frustration. Well, I'll tell you (laughs) Um, what
1: the difference is. Some
2: joy, some Um, pissed off. Want to run your fist through a wall? Days. I remember all these days as we talked about stuff. So uh, all I'm hearing is organic joy.
1: Well, I'm a much better musician than I was then. But what's what's (laughs) uh, one thing that's changed? Is I don't have any of the engineering responsibilities anymore, and that was the part I. Oh,
2: so you feel a little bit more relaxed and free. Yeah,
1: dude, that's the part that kills me. Is is that, and it's part of art, and I always want to complain about it, and I guess I shouldn't complain about it because it's just the way it is. But you can't just be an artist. Some things will never change. Whatever kind of (laughs) art you're doing, you have to learn a bunch of other skills to create that art and give it to the world, and it's. Stinks. yep Like, yep. I, I've always thought, like, why can't I? Just, Slash doesn't know anything about recording. Not that I'm Slash, but, but you know what I mean. I get your point. Like, I just want to record. Um, nowadays, the recording is a lot simpler. Back than you know, from even yeah. back when I was recording, um, it's it's changed dramatically. Um, just like the Pearl Jam production. So, I don't so know, yeah, man. Sometimes uh, right. anyway, you gotta
4: click that mouse excited. like twice to, you know. <laughs> What'd don't you say, Sharp? I couldn't hear you. I was like, I don't know, man. Sometimes you got to click the mouse twice. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, tying this all back, which is what you were doing, and I'm following you. So, a bunch of people after Usher did the show, they're like, why doesn't Pearl Jam do a halftime show? You know, And it's been so long since there's been a rock and roll halftime show. And my answer is, we've hit a point in history now where if you're asked to do the halftime show, it's because you are the most non threatening. Safe, uh, yeah, um, relevant 20 years ago, kind of person. Uh, what's their drummer? I'm not taking a dig at Usher. I'm not, it's not a dig at Usher. I'm saying that's what the NFL is uh, looking for. What's
1: Pearl Jam's drummer's name now? I forgot it. What's his name? Matt Cameron. He oh, was yeah. sound guard. I heard drummer. that uh, Matt Cameron said he never, he doesn't like to play in halftime. Oh, dad joke. That was a boom, baby. That was a drummer joke. That is awesome. That was so good.
2: And the thing is, you hooked me. I thought you were really going to say something Matt Cameron said. I mean, I was waiting. Like, what did Matt say? He's four on Damn the floor, Matt. nothing, baby. How did, this,
1: yeah, how, did this, how did this not get in my news feed? Matt Cameron had something to
3: say. about <laughs> Well, I think we're, uh,
1: we're running out of time before we get to Northern. Um, now, Rob, you said you had Ooh. some fan mail or something, something. Somebody sent you something.
2: All right. That you wanted okay, to Okay, so into. this is weird. All this right. is so weird. So so last night, as per usual, Shark feels my pain. I don't sleep well. I didn't either. Yeah. And so about 2.30 in the morning, well. I let Biscuit out. He was scratching at the door, so I let him. And he's like Freddy Krueger, scratching the door slow. Because he calls you a torture. Because he's
1: very misogynistic, and he calls you a bitch over and over <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I get up and I let him out and I'm sitting here staring out the window because my dog just called me a bitch. And I and all of a sudden I hear ding 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 and that means I got um I have a special account set up just for the show. Okay. And so that's four messages sent to the show the night before we record. You know, and I'm like, "Okay, well, that's weird." So I go in there and I open it up. And guess what is sitting there?
1: Uh, a picture. Sharks. Um, Only fans. Pictures. Some no. B- no, <laughs>
2: no, no, no. That thing is raking in so much money. <laughs> oh, it has oh. got so many blockers <laughs> and protections. You can't hack that thing. Oof. That's like OnlyFans has got that set up as on the, their diamond tier or something like this.
0: Um, Sharks feet pics are just so
2: absolutely putting- killing. But I bet Neil's going to be no. mad when he hears that Shark's doing better. I got than new is. Fritzman files. Oh, your no. you your, your family is back,
1: dude? Did you get one or two emails? I heard you might have gotten two. But anyway. I got
2: I got four files okay, sent to me.
1: Uh, there should be another email with one more file, according to my assistant. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll these, have to uh, look for that. I've
2: got... Hollywood 1, Hollywood 2, Hollywood 3, and Hollywood 4. I think there should be a fifth one
1: in a separate email. Anyway, let's get to the people who do not, for new listeners, which
2: God... Yeah, explain that while I look and see if a fifth one popped up this morning. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: I pray, boy, I
2: pray, I pray that... uh, That it didn't? (laughs) No, no,
1: I pray that uh, we have some new listeners out there. And if we do, uh, uh, there's this family member, mysterious family member of my family who... Was talked about for years as this uh, this mysterious hero. He was tied to events all throughout history, and he was a hero Mm -hmm. to many. They said, and uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I we didn't know anything about him, and then one day, some historian or something started finding these audio tapes that he used to make. How convenient (laughs) that I have an uh, show that is an audio format. So. Uh, we get to listen to my, I think he's my great-great-grandfather, something like that.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, I, I've never uncle, been able to put I've, together I've, yeah, exactly.
1: Never, he's mentioned some people that we might know. And if we can't find that last one, no big deal. Uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, he's been hang on. I, he's been sending.
2: I think I might see another file. Let me see here. I'm trying so to get this. His name
1: is uh, Smithers L. Fritzman, I believe. And, uh, yes, yes. At some point, he we dropped the men, I guess, and just became Frisch, Fritz, Frisch, I don't know. Um, but, uh, uh anyway, uh, beloved family hero, shrouded in mystery, <laughs> mystery no more, Turns out in mystery.
2: We like to say that he's the bizarro Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes, he's, I think that's incredibly fair. He seems
1: to be connected. With many, 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 way too many events in history.
2: <laughs> but it's
1: the opposite. He, never, he doesn't teach Elvis to dance. He doesn't, you know, uh, inspire L.B. Uh, Lyndon Johnson to put his pants up, whatever that was. No. John Lennon. No, he, doesn't. he doesn't inspire John Lennon to write the religion song or whatever that part is. So. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess let's get into these, uh, if we can't find them. All last. right, so I'm going to no try pinky. to play the first file. Let's see what happens.
2: Sometimes I have to decrypt them, so, you know, like, it's a really strange process, but well, let's see what that we got strange. Here. Let's
1: see if we can hear this thing.
2: Smithers L. Fritzman here.
0: 1959. Hollywood. I was trying to sell the rights to my father's life story. Humorously named Hitchum and Ditcham. Extra Randolph Maximum Fritzman Story. Wow. When I was invited to none other than TV Superman himself, George Reeves House. Wow. Oh, cool. now, I had been working for many months with George. Yeah. I developed something I called method acting.
2: Oh he created method I told him
0: if he really thought thought he was Superman. I mean, if he believed he was Superman and lived every moment as Clark Kent, as Superman, then eventually he would be Superman in a sense. He would be the real Superman. It did not work. (laughs) Oh, no. In my eyes, he was always the Superman. But he wasn't more super than that thirty-eight snub nose I gave him no, for good luck. Sneatzen. No, no. Faster than a speeding bullet. Not that time. Oh, God. He walked so Christopher could fly. <laughs> but him and that horse, that's another story, Oh <laughs> By the way. Coming in hot oh, Hello! Oh no. My belly button has been producing a pungent oil. And man, this thing is prolific. <laughs> I'm talking several quarts a day, Schmizmo. Jesus! Being the man of science I am, I've found many uses for the oil, which, which I'm now, now calling Fritzman's Button Oil. It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? has been sellin' like gangbusters. Sellin' like hotcakes, Schmizmo. And I know what what you're doing, you're asking yourself. What could you use it for? Remember them hotcakes I just told you it was selling like? You could fry up a batch of hotcakes with this Fritzman's button oil in no time. Squeaky boy, squeaky wheel, squeak no more. With Fritzman's button oil. Cold sores, cold sore no more. Boils, hot flashes, cysts, asthma, dysentery, 10W-30, cooking oil, canola, palm, coconut, sex lube, why not? It's all natural, baby. But some say it does smell a bit like eat or gin. Here's the thing, Schmitmo. Is there any way I can produce more of this stuff? I think I could make a fortune. (laughs) B.S. S.S. Schmizmo. Remind me to tell you about the crazy night. I went to a party at Fatty Arbuckle's. (laughs) Now that guy takes a dare. Real serious. (laughs) I've been eating Gee. Anyway. Oh, time to move some button oil. Is it weird that I want to consume it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <you. me>. Smithers, <laughs>
1: <Frickson>.
2: Okay. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so little disturbing <laughs> little. his connection to Superman and the things, death but uh, George okay. Reeves. Okay. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite the, shows when I was a the child. The walk and fly thing was a bit much. <laughs> yes, that was kind of strange.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Fritzman, once again, connected to something. Well, the name of these you told me are Fritzman's Hollywood Adventures, right?
2: Well, I can see Hollywood and that's it on these files. <laughs> okay. Well, so my- I know it's Hollywood, but I don't know what with Hollywood. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, well, yes, I, I heard a little bird told me that it was... So are these uh,
2: like the Hollywood true stories no, of Fritzman? I guess
1: so. Hollywood adventures.
2: Oh, man, you know what? I, I hope that he somehow ended up part of the Wonderland murders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only I would have asked you last night. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, what? him and John Holmes talking to each other, it's got to be gold. Oh, maybe uh-huh. Maybe next time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, let's boot Okay, so are we ready for file two? Let's boot that thing up Alright, let me decrypt it It'd
1: be great if we could just If he's still hey. alive, we could just get him on the show But he, I'm sure he is I was back in Hollywood
2: 1962
0: okay. Back trying to sell The rights to my mother's story Nori's story Story of Nori and other stories. <laughs> That's when I met a fading bombshell of an actress who was down on her luck. Okay. I said, baby, the Fritzman's nothing but good luck. Blow on these dice, and you'll be rolling snake eyes in no time. We had a great thing going. But then, the first crack in paradise showed up. <laughs> when I suggested she cut off this mold on her face, she referred to it as a beauty mark. <laughs> Come on, baby. We all know what it really is. An ugly, ugly flaw on ugly people's faces. She refused. That Hawthorne bitch. wrote a story about this. After that <laughs> thing started to wow. go south, The bombshell was shelling out bombs. I decided to help her out the best way and the only way that I knew how to help a lady. I told her she was crazy, and I gave her an absurd (laughs) amount of barbiturates and left her in a hotel room. I said, Norma Jean, baby, these are going to fix all your problems. I never heard from her again. I did hear she had a resurgence sometime in the 90s. The metal shock band. I didn't understand that at all. Nor did I understand any of the words I just said. <laughs> Goodbye, Norma Jean. I should have gave you more pills for you to save your life from still suicide. Copyright that. I'm ready to steal it. Yes! BISMO, you rat bastard. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. You switched my blood pressure medicine with some sort of experimental Vietnamese bone pills. Newsflash, BISMO, your plan backfired. <laughs> I didn't bifurcate my penis like the lead singer of Three Dog Night from having too many erections. Look it up, it's real, kids. Look it up. Bifurcated <laughs> penis. Three Dog Night lead singer. It didn't happen at all, schmizmo. It backfired. I've been living my life to the fullest. I've been on record for ten weeks and there's no end in sight. I want more of these, schmizmo. I'm almost out.
2: So, is this an early form? It's not you. I guess so. Or these pills,
0: and I suppose it could be the Mara Mermu tribesman I've been living with, who <laughs> blows a mysterious, cakey yellow powder into my open and willing anus. It has become a part of our nightly love making rituals, <laughs> So, it could be that. Who knows? I'll keep doing both till the day I die! <laughs> I need more experimental Vietnamese motor pills, Mr. Moe! Or I'll ask, You blow more powder up my bum bum. Bumbo. Signing off. Wow.
2: wow. You never know where these things are going to go. <laughs> and most of the time, you're scared when you find out. <laughs>
4: Humorous I like thing. how he anticipates the disbelief. You can look
3: it up; it's real.
1: <laughs> Even back then, he knew whenever this
2: was recorded,
3: he knew that we had ways
2: to look it up. It, just be- up. it seems like a it seems like a story that uh, Quincy Jones would tell after talking about Richard Pryor. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Wow. Oh boy. So, so Norma he Jean. accidentally killed Nor- someone named Norma someone Jean. Someone named I don't Norma know who that Jean, nineteen
1: sixty one or two, something like that. Yeah, uh, that's
2: that's just that's sad. It's that's sad. sad.
1: Yeah, I don't know who that would be referring to.
2: Um I don't either. Woo. That's uh, that's I... <laughs> and just think we've only got three more of these. <laughs> <laughs> I better get I
1: bet some of these I'm always waiting for him to pull the rug out and be like just a joke. I've been a CIA operative, and I'm responsible for, you know, giving financing gangster rap, so people would pick that way of lifestyle to to, uh, fund the prisons or something like that.
2: If he was still alive, I bet we'd find out that he is uh, working with Tay-Tay as an operative Ah. to help take down kill Donald her Trump. oh uh, yeah no no this <laughs> is on fox news and all this stuff yes. that are now saying that she's an operative working for the government
3: ah.
1: literally
2: was on fox news this weekend ah. Literally.
1: Ah. wow all right then i like
2: that yeah um they said she may not know that she's doing it ah much like the rappers
1: <laughs> didn't know yes they were responsible yes. um I guess we should listen to this next one. Um, If you don't hear me for, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds, I have some dog duties to take care of. (laughs) Okay, I'm starting. Go ahead, three. I can hear.
0: Do it. Fritzman here. 1978. Oh boy, exactly. Fritzman was back in Hollywood. I returned. To the city of dreams to sell my Star Wars ripoff, <laughs> planet battles.
2: Star Wars ripoff.
0: I was courting none other than Colonel Robert Hogan himself, Bob Crane, for the voice of the no-nonsense robot named DP3B. DP3B. <laughs> oh no! Bob and I right. ran in some of the same circles. We were both film buffs and loved, and I mean loved effing with the camera. <laughs> and by effing I mean sex. Hard sweaty <laughs> sex. Hard 1970s sex. I had created a dinner theater tour, and I hired him to get back his confidence. <laughs> oh it was around then that I found his friend, John Carpenter. The man I thought was responsible for such classics as Halloween, Body Bags, Christine, and the Thing. So I immediately I the started same. blowing this guy. I to direct Planet Battles movie. <laughs> Battle around then, he revealed he wasn't that John Carpenter. I quickly fired Hogan, and I dissembled the entire dinner theater thing. I told him it was all a ruse that destroyed him. I may have also gaslit John Carpenter into thinking that Bob Crane was planning to murder him and his entire family. <laughs> Last night I saw him. I handed Carpenter a ball peen hammer. I said... If you're a real carpenter, you'll know what to do. <laughs> I wish them both the very best. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> By the way, Schmizwo! Uh oh. I've got nothing to report. I'm loving the 70s. <laughs> Women can vote, they go brawlers, have free sex, but they're not mouthing off yet. <laughs> <laughs> AIDS hasn't been invented by the government. So, you know, we got that going for us. I gotta say, me and my DSLs are doing great, baby. P.S.S. Oh, yeah. The whiskey and mirror trick did not work on my pubic fleas. <laughs> Repeat. The whiskey and the mirror trick did eat. not work on my pubic fleas. <laughs> So I went with plan B. I shored my privates with a floaty. <laughs> it looks like a hairless ferret, and two bullfrogs ran through a briar patch. No. Oh. I. I think I. I think the fleas just moved to my back door. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> my. Bungle. Doesn't let you think it's. it off. It comes right out. Pubic fleas with that? Splits I
2: don't think you know what I'm talking about. And maybe he in a split second tells tell you. you. Never... But that's good writing. You show. You don't tell. Right. You, show. <laughs> you show. You show by telling. You show oh, by poor t- John Carpenter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not that one, though. <laughs>
2: If you're a carpenter, you know, you what, know to what to do, do with a hammer. That's right.
1: I love that he uh, just let us know he had written a Star Wars ripoff movie.
2: <laughs> Rip yeah.
1: If you caught the name or not, it was called Planet Wars.
2: <laughs> Planet Battles. Planet Battles. <laughs> Planet Battles. <laughs> That's clever. Can't that have is a, clever. You can't
1: have a war without battles.
2: <laughs> And you can't have stars without planets. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, I I like that he liked the 70s until his real reason. Women hadn't learned to open their mouths yet. Yes. Yes, he liked
1: women. He liked the fact that they could vote. They were not wearing bras. They were having free sex. But what was the last thing? They weren't mouthing off yet.
2: Oh, they weren't mouthing off yet. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my. Oh, my uh, family. Bastion of progressivism is, is Mr. Princeman. <laughs> can't, can't pick your family, they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to decrypt file four now. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm scared. All right.
0: <sighs> Brace myself here.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Testing. Testing. Check one, two. Says Al Fritzman here. It was November 1981. I'd been sucking and neffing my way up and down the coast of California. (laughs) Ah, you might have forgotten about my world class DSLs, but I was putting them back to work, baby. My good friend of one day, Christopher Walken, invited me out for a night on the water with his good friends, Bob and Natalie. Oh, God.
2: We were boozing it up and having a hell of a
0: good time. They were telling stories and celebrating life of the human spirit. And that's when I brought up the idea of a late-night ocean diving contest. Did I have regrets about it later? Sure. Did I perhaps encourage Natalie to dive where I knew there was solid rock beer inches beneath the ocean water, just so my dive would appear much greater in contrast? Maybe. Did I convince them? She wanted to stay in the water and flail about out because she was rehearsing for a rumored upcoming Titanic movie that never came to life, maybe. Did I then, in what turned out to be a bad move, started blowing my new test shark whistle? Perhaps. Did I also know that sharks can smell a drop of blood in 100 million gallons of water? I did not. Hindsight 2020, as they say. Uh, Did I then pester Christopher walking all night with the joke of saying, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Did I maybe make the joke way too many times, even after after both him and Bob were crumpled up? Crying like children, balling their guts out, curled up like a ball of dirty laundry on the starboard bow. And I just couldn't stop saying, I'm walking here, I'm walking here, Christopher walking. That's when they tied an anchor around my ankles and tossed me overboard. (laughs) This overboard was not fun like Goldie the and Kurt Russell. Oh, no. I luckily hit the very same rock. Yeah. Then I talked and poor Natalie ended losing her life on. <laughs> oh, geez, so Ironic. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, Is like No, no, not <laughs> I've never told anyone the story. And I never will. But that's what happened. To Natalie Harris. Do you think it was somebody else? Schmismo! <laughs> I'm just joking. It was Wood. Oh God! Yeah, I'm I've been peeing feathers again, Schmizmo. Large feathers. It's been a while. Horse there. feathers, if I'm not mistaken. A recurring problem. Yes. <laughs> is that really is that a thing? Anyway, could it be my ungodly love of poultry yes. has come <laughs> back to catch up right. with me at last? Perhaps, Schmizmo. Perhaps. I need help. I'm not looking to go into the pillow-making business. <laughs> Mike Lindell. No, you leave me no choice.
3: Oh,
0: no. I'm going to start the greatest goddamn urine scented pillow brand of all time. <laughs> mark my words, Schmizmo. I'm going to make em. And you mark em. You mark my words, Schmizmo. My dick feathers and pillows are going to rule the world. <laughs> You shouldn't have tested me, Schmismo. I love you, and I know you love me. But you do this to me too often, and this time I'm going to make you pay. I'm going to have feather pillow dynasty. Remember that show, Dynasty? Yeah. God, there was some ugly bra on that (laughs) thing. You don't remember one of my life goals. It's to always disappoint women at any cost. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I think that's all I got. Mark my words, Well uh, Yes, pillow, pea, feather, pillow, fortune, coming your way. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> v- <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
1: boy, that one was long. The- and
2: and <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, we we've got one more. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should go
1: get straight to it. We're running out of time.
2: We're not gonna be able Here to talk go. about northern. All right. All right, coming in hot.
0: <laughs> oh, some water, please. Oh, hello, and I'm a Lancelot I'm much older. If you can tell by my voice, I'm so old now. It's so old. Still, I could be making video diaries at this point. I like the audio. I'm sticking with the audio. <laughs> what gave me this long life? We'll talk about it some other time. 1996. Oh, no. Las Vegas. What's happening there? Oh
2: I know where this is going. I know where this is going. <laughs> said that. You know this is going. I <laughs> just
0: spent around twelve thousand dollars trying to convince a Vegas call girl to reenact that scene from Forrest Gump when Jenny makes Forrest <laughs> pre-ejaculate number three in the bed. <laughs> Except I wanted it in reverse. Apparently. Asking a sex worker to pretend to be soft brained is not a good idea. Especially when said call girl left her low IQ sister with her abusive dad back in Kansas. Anyhow, I was upset. So I had my man butler Irwin drive me around the strip in my large black SUV. Oh, God. I pulled out my little brownie 1911 lucky handgun to polish because if you have been listening to the Fritzman files and I pray uh, you probably know it's common knowledge. that Smith as hell, Fritzman. When he's feeling down, nothing makes me feel better than polishing my lucky pistol. And wouldn't you know it? I dropped the damn thing right in the SUV. It went off several times, shooting through the car. It even hit the black SUV right next to us on the strip. Man, the guy inside seemed to be a gangster or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tattoos. Ah, <laughs> well. I'll say no more, I'll get canceled. But he looked like a gang member, you know what I mean. So, I don't know. Little ever came of it. Who knows? by the way. Schmizmo, oh! Send me more of those steroids. Orenthal, James, and myself have been riding out hardcore. <laughs> We're looking good, feeling good. That's me and Orenthal's mantra. I'm not sure if Orenthal can handle the rage they produce like I can. I can settle the rage. I can add no more rage It builds inside me, but Orenthal, I don't know if he can handle it like me, but I'm good so far. I've also convinced him. His wife's been cheating on them with her friend, oh, no. and he said he'd come up with a solution. So I am glad everything's looking good for them. Just give us more roids, please, Schmizbo. Sign it off. Oh, uh, Orenthal. I can't wait for the next naked gun. You're one of my favorites. <laughs> ah, Orenthal. I don't know what happened to him. He didn't make any more movies. Anyway. Schmizmo! I need steroids. Signing off! Switzerlitchma
1: Wow, he's active all the way all the way up to the nineties, ninety-six. He's still Still prolific, still prolific. <laughs> Much like his belly button producing that Frisman button oil, he is a prolific son of a gun. Getting it done.
3: <laughs>
1: Started out in 1958,
3: 96. He's still killing folks.
1: <laughs> he might...
2: Yeah, guy's a legend. I don't know what to do with it, but the guy's a legend. I'm not. Proud. I'm not sure of what. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not proud but... to be related
1: to him, but at the same time, you know. It's a good conversation starter. <laughs>
2: what the hell? Is, is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah.
4: Slow your bones, Rufus. Slow your bones.
2: That's Rufus. Rufus Long is the man.
4: Tomorrow.
1: Sorry about that. I had to jump off mic for a minute, but I am back let's get to it we're just about out of time holy cow is that real T-t-t- that's real Ten twenty-five. is that what's happening i wanted to get into the northern exposure we can go over a little bit um what is it episode seven a kodak moment this is the time where we review and talk about recap northern exposure uh it's on prime my dream has finally come true rob's never seen it um here we go I, I hyped this one up I hope it lived up to the hype A Kodak moment Was the episode 7 What did you think about it Rob? Initial thoughts on Episode 7 I think you said Maybe you had some theories About something uh, Maybe that's later Okay
2: now remind me Because I, I went into season 2 Give me the quick What happens It'll jog my memory
1: uh, See episode 7 is A Kodak moment uh, We start off with Joel He gets some bagels we talked about this a little bit Yes, sent
2: him from New York. Yes. New she York. flies him in. She thinks it's a medical emergency. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And> it's bagels. <laughs> it's bagels. Flashman is so happy. Marilyn tries to get some. He takes them away. He's got to go to yeah. a hygiene. And then we get the soldiers uh, coming to the radio station uh, to tell Maurice about his brother.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is where Maurice needs an heir.
1: This is where Maurice needs an heir. we we'll go back to the bar. Joel asks Maggie to take him. We hear about Jesse. We hear about Jesse. <laughs> Ed comes in, sells Holly, and Jesse's back. Um, and we get, we get Fleischman, uh, the 30-something reference, and he's uh, doing, uh, <laughs> it's actually a childbirth class. Um, then we got Maurice kind of courting Fleischman. By courting, I mean, he calls, he says, you people know what to do with money, and <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a son. Um, <laughs> you people. It was just a great, great moment. Hey, I think, uh, Are we, yeah, we got about one minute. Uh, if you're interested in the Northern, watch along. We're going to do it on the podcast. I got a little bit of time to go. So, uh, yep, we just hit the clock Yeah, right I, there.
2: So, I was shocked we'll what back. Jesse actually is or who it was. Oh, nice.
1: Uh yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for listening to WDBX. Love ya podcast. We're still yeah, yeah, going was... and we can curse. But I got ears. Yeah, in I house, couldn't so. fucking <laughs> believe it was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think That's we might have teased you too, like Jesse.
1: So what did you think of uh yeah, so so far we got that. You get who Jesse is. Um Holland tells the backstory. Actually Ed tells the backstory uh first, right? Right. Uh, Holland, Wyatt, right. And uh you got Shelly. It's the first episode where Shelly starts to annoy me. Um.
2: <laughs> You're right.
1: Um. Let's see. Uh. What
2: precisely annoyed you about him? The, the racial stuff? Or no, no, just no, I like said Shelly. Him trying to come out. At- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelley. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so now that we got this great story where this is probably the heart of this, the episode, I guess. Is Maurice is trying to adopt Chris, <laughs> <laughs> and you have all these weird uh, scenes with them. <laughs> um, yeah, you get them trying to, uh, you know, like Maurice is constantly insulting him, and then like trying. Then I'm I'm gonna build you back up. Uh, it's really um, kind of psychopathic behavior. <laughs> If you I I would like
3: to talk yeah. I would like
1: to talk to a therapist or a psychiatrist about it uh, to see what they would say that is cuz Maurice is just like I know he's passive aggressive but it's like I'm going to he tells him like you were spawned by briar hoppers and uh you know like right
2: Yeah uh, yeah it it was cruel
1: Yeah it's 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 rough but I mean what, it's like
2: you come from garbage and now I'm going to let you join the upper echelon Yeah and give you the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, it's bizarre.
4: Sorry about that. It almost had a Mister Drysdale feel to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: so the part that annoyed me about Shelley is she will not let Holling be Holling. <laughs> um, uh, what did you think about Holling's backstory about the camera, about the camera and his dream? When, when you yes. do that.
2: Uh, it's the first... Yeah, the dream, the dream was shocking. It's still... Well, I mean, it's not shocking. It's just strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right?
1: I, I thought, is this the first almost magical realism moment? Almost, kind of? Yeah, uh, uh, right. By the next episode, we're totally into it. But uh, uh, then we get some more birthing class. Uh, I want my epidural. Uh, Back at camp, camp, uh, uh, Holly and Shelly just can't stop doing it. (laughs) Even though Ed's there. Ed Ed (laughs) Ed is just there sitting by the fire. (laughs) He's making coffee, making breakfast, doing all the things. Um, I love Maurice gives Chris a bonanza speech.
4: (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) Seeds
1: sprouting about how great of a father he was. And I was like, that, of course, Maurice would think Ben Cartwright, or whatever his name, was a good father. He had four different wives that all died. Yeah. yeah. He just, and gave them all male heirs. He gave them
0: all male heirs. He just impregnated women, killed them,
1: and then was like, I got a son out of it. Hell, I got my Ponderosa and my boys. <laughs> He's an ideal father. Um, uh, That's pretty great um hey i was gonna i have a little note here now we have commercials just like the 90s because amazon has commercials now um yeah right <laughs> um back to jesse here we go croquet the croquet scene this is a quote uh, oh like, the croquet scene It's awesome yeah there's a quote i've used here my whole life uh there, maurice is trying to teach chris how to play croquet And he's, you know, he's trying to take his stance, and Maurice is like, "No, no, no, not like you're taking a dump or something, (laughs) right?" Um, uh, And then, you know, Chris does it, and Chris is like, "I'm whatever." Maurice insults him a bunch, and then finally, Chris uh, he says, "Well, you can't quit," and Chris says, "I'm a Stevens. Haven't you heard? We quit everything but drinking." (laughs) <laughs> <You're right. laughs> ah, what a great line. You could you can uh you can put any you, you can replace drinking with just about anything he wants you want to in there. And uh still have a great line. Uh but he finally quits and uh I really thought this was a I think I said last week it was a powerhouse for Maurice and his acting. because um, you get to see him so somber. And, uh, when you find out he has a brother and he does the whole last of the flat, last of the Flyboys or whatever. And as much as Maurice is accomplished, you find out his brother is more accomplished.
2: Apparently. Yeah.
1: Um, that he was the disappointment, um, of the family. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just adding to his complexity. I thought that was a, that was pretty cool. Um, and then of course, uh, <coughs> What do I have here? Oh, Ed is the one that finally gets the picture of Jesse, and uh, Maggie and Joel uh, find something to respect about each other a little bit more in this episode. They're not like, yes. oh, they're, they're not. Sa- it's not sappy. It's very well done. Where they're just kind of like, oh, it's not, nothing is said, but you, they both are kind of like, I guess there's a little bit more to this person than I've. Judge them there to be um anyway i like that um and then this is the banger marie shows up shows up at joel's it's starting to snow is that right and uh he's he's outside and uh uh so this oh by the way i have a little note here the theme of family with minifield continues throughout the entire till the dead last episode um and then Maurice tells him, "He's like kind words, son." And then what's Maurice say? He's decided to do. He's figured out a plan. He says, <laughs> "And he says, I've decided to live forever."
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So
1: uh, you're like, okay.
2: And when and when Fleischman laughs, he just like stares him down.
1: Yeah. Like I'm not joking. Like
2: I, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: figure some. I'm gonna figure this out. Um. Now. I will say I have a second note here. It says, Maurice eventually symbolically adopts someone. And what I mean by that is, he kind of takes someone in, and uh, you see them together a lot. And they actually do have more of a father-son bond. Any guesses on
2: uh,
1: (laughs) on who that might You know who
2: I would like to see it be? Mm -hmm. Who's that? I would like to see it be Ed. Ah. Because... Because Ed, I think, could have a very um, – what? how am I going to say this? I think he could soften up Maurice a bit and, and get him to get a little bit more in touch with his humanity because mm-hmm. Ed seems to always be in touch with humanity. Yes. Ed, and Ed always Maurice has a could give him some grounding where now, he isn't so – all over the place. Yes, just walking around. You know, but a- then again, it. I don't know if I even want that from Ed. I like that he just kind of <laughs> goes with the flow. Man, he's like on the Alaskan breeze, just kind of shows yeah. up wherever he wants to be. He almost feels like magical realism. Yes, like that he's he does. not of the earth because he just shows up everywhere. Yeah, that's true. At right? the right time and when event-
1: needed. And eventually, I will say there there's another relationship that will be a um, art versus the um, money behind art (laughs) and the influence of money behind art uh, with Ed will become a thing um, after a while, and Maurice. But yes, uh, you might get to see what you like there. Now, the last episode, episode eight.
2: um, This is the TV, right?
1: This is the Aurora Borealis. It is, uh, yeah, no, so this is the finale is the Aurora Borealis, uh, they're talking about the moon everybody's obsessed with the moon <laughs> the moon <laughs> the moon will not stop shining um it's affecting people's dreams we get that great intro of Chris in the radio and he says you know i'd usually say blah 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 but that but that moon up there's causing trouble blah blah and then we get uh an, well, a soft introduction to one of my favorite characters of the show and that's Flashman is playing golf and uh He's playing golf and he's telling this speech about to Ed about how non-golfers just don't get golf because you play golf and outside in a beautiful setting. <laughs> classic, uh, right? Classic Fleischman speech of like, yeah, right. yeah, you just don't get it, Ed. Like golfers are special because we like to be outside, we we appreciate nature. <laughs> Meanwhile, like if you look behind him, it's the most beautiful mountain view <laughs> panorama yes, you right. ever you've <laughs> right. ever
2: seen. Um, yeah, you're in some of the most pristine, beautiful territory in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: uh, on the on the what's the, what? Is, what do they always call it? On the cusp of the new Re- Alaskan Riviera. Oh, Alaskan Riviera. Yeah, right. right. Uh, anyway, and we get introduced to a possible character named Adam um and then we're back oh yeah and then we're back at the brick we 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 meet ruth ann finally like ruth ann's been there but she barely had anything to say um ruth ann is finally a bit of a character um but chris isn't there we find chris is working on his art and this will become a recurring theme um is uh and then we find Maurice is there and what do we find out here this is the second time this season. I should have a counter for this on my chart. And I don't. The second time this season, Chris has found a woman.
3: Yes. <laughs> Somewhere just, yeah, in the just wilderness. wandering in the...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the wilderness. He's discovered a woman. And, and, and she's come back to his house, which seems to move around by this lake uh, with this gorgeous scenery all around him. And now she's helping him uh, on this big sculpture he's making. Um, which is just pretty fun, Maurice is mad that he's not at work, but he he's also really curious about the the Philly I think he calls her
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, um then we got Joel driving uh by the way, I have a big i have a big old circle here that says wrong music Joel's driving um uh oh before that though, we meet Bernard. Uh, where he's got some CCR playing, they got the rights to that. Here comes Bernard on his bike, and uh, Ed.
2: <laughs> this this killed me.
1: And Ed says, "Hey, he says you're black or something like that, <laughs> right?" And Bernard's yeah. like, "Yeah." He's like, "We had one, we had a black guy here before, but he he left. He didn't like drinking and fighting or
3: something like that. <laughs> you know, something
1: along those lines." Um, did So what did you think about Bernard when they came in, uh, Rob? What was your thoughts? Did you have any inkling? When was your first, like, what's going on here? Um,
2: so, I, I mean, I thought the whole thing was strange mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. Um, and then, of course, it was even more strange that as it develops, he doesn't even know where he is, why he's there. Yes. Or what this place is.
1: At one point, he even says he's afraid it's a dream, and he doesn't want to go to sleep because he's afraid he's going to wake up and he will be back home in um, right wherever he's from, right. Portland, Oregon. I think.
2: Yeah, it felt like an Aerosmith thing. There, I don't want to close my. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Maybe it was. Sorry, I had to. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I think it's. I, I. They handled it well. It being a black guy. Mm-hmm. Like, because with that first thing where he's like, you're black. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. But Ed can get away with it because Ed doesn't have a bad bone in his body. No,
1: Ed's just making an observation that there's no other black
2: people in town, and he's only seen one black person in his life. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I'm saying because... When it, with a show that has a guy like Maurice, you know, you have to be a little worried where this is going to go. <laughs> yes, and exactly. it was the 90s. Yeah. So, Early you 90s, know, a lot of bad so. things were said and done. We're, we're
1: still going here, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we get, um, oh, yeah, so we're out there with Joel. His, his, uh, he goes to see this ranger who's an interesting character. Um, I will say they bring this ranger back, but he's played by someone else when they bring him back. Um Later in the show. Uh, but anyway, he sees the ranger. He has the view thing. <laughs> it's just a weird little scene. He leaves. Uh, his truck breaks down. And then you get yep. the first appearance of Adam. And I, I love this character. He will come back many, many times.
2: And isn't the actor who played him um, Arkin? Some- it's Arkin.
1: Arkin? It's yeah, Alan- Adam Arkin. It's the son yeah. of Alan Arkin. Is this Alan Arkin? Is this, Alan Arkin? Is this <laughs> how Alan Arkin talks? So, wait, no, I'm thinking of... I always get him mixed up. But, Yes, he's a son. Well, what's
2: interesting is is that this guy Adam will eventually show up in in Charming, in Sons of Anarchy, and be a white nationalist drug dealer That's right. Um, who tries to bring down the Sons. Now he shows up. So he must have learned a lot while he was in Alaska.
1: He shows up a lot in a lot of shows, but what he shows up in even more is you will see him directing. Um, yeah, he directs a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. he, he's a bit, and a very good director, uh, especially of television. Yeah, I think so
2: too. He does some really interesting um, stuff.
1: But yes, yeah, so this is kind of one of his first uh, deals, and uh, man, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love his. Uh, he's he's in Vietnam. He's obviously it was the nineties. So where where did he where was he? Of course, he was in Vietnam. <laughs> I was did, there right? when uh, he gives the whole speech.
4: Oh, the whole but he uh, yeah his timeline is like had him there for the whole war. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, then,
1: but so this will also come up. He's a pathological liar. You never know. Okay,
2: thank you. Because I was like, none of this makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Been there will. in like, sixty-eight he will, and seventy-five was. Well, yeah. He will. Like, yeah, oh, he,
1: will uh, he will consistently, consistently give you mis misinformation, which Fleischman points out to him, and he just he screams at him. I don't like people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh but yes so i'm, I'm glad this is the first episode of, of adam pretty weird for a season finale to throw all this at the wall um to be honest now that i think about it like this is the last this could be the last shot they have <laughs> at getting another episode right. and it works it works unbelievably like it's really really good but man it's it's a weird episode when i when i really sat back and looked at it um so Adam takes Joel in and uh, cooks the first decent meal he's had. And uh, per- classic, classic Adam is Fleischman's like, oh, uh, there's a place on the blah 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 in Brooklyn that I had this uh, Szechuan blah blah, you know, whatever it was. And of course Adam is like, oh, <laughs> he knows the chef, yeah. <laughs> right? He knows the chef. Uh, the chef went to school with him, a culinary school in Buffalo. No, no Buffalo jokes. Um, uh, <laughs> There's a whole thing. It's great, um, and then we get back with uh, oh, I have good That's where I have wrong song. Joel driving. Um, we have Bernard helping Chris. Um, so, so when did it? When did you? When did it popped in your head? That, like oh, they're brothers.
2: Was it? it, it was it, it? Did I mean? I think for me, it really kicked in when. Chris just immediately, like, invites this guy into his life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, just immediately, like, you know, you can stay here. You can have the bed. I, I don't know, because, like, it was just so immediately friendly. Yeah. And immediately, you know, because like he hasn't extended that kind of friendliness to Fleischman.
1: No, that's true. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, they have just a un, unknown uh, feelings. <laughs> what, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but, uh, feelings.
1: Feelings. Um, but yeah it does turn out eventually they have the dream I think it's the first time that yeah they, and that's that, when
2: it's like completely solidified the journey Yeah, you're
1: supposed to be like
2: oh wait a minute
1: they have the their dreams about the, their same dreams about their dad you get uh, Bernard dressed up as Barry White which is fun um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes <yeah, it's>, turns <laughs> out they're brothers now one of my favorite parts of this entire episode is Excuse me. Chris is working on this sculpture. Maurice sees it pretty early on. And he does not get it. He doesn't understand it. Several points during the episode, he brings up to other people. At one point, Maggie says she doesn't understand it. And Maurice is so ready to like you know jump on this bandwagon if i don't either let's bash it right but maggie quickly says but i don't care i i still really like what it is you know who cares i like it it looks cool or whatever and maurice just he can't wrap his head around it and it's pretty simple concept yeah (laughs) and you guys also mentioned the uh, special effects
0: in this episode didn't (laughs) didn't hold up the
1: best
2: um, special in a quotation mark. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I
4: almost typed CGI, and I was like, I don't even know if we had computers back then, or at least ones that would fit in a room, you know? So it's like, I don't know that those are computer-generated, you know? So I'm just going to yeah, call them special effects. Yeah, I don't know effects. what that was.
1: Um, Yeah, that would have been, like, some type of animation on, with a cell over the film would be my guess.
4: I figured it was like some dude standing behind the set with a piece of aluminum foil that was painted different colors. <laughs> <laughs> Green streamers. <laughs> right, yeah. It's creepy paper.
1: Oh, it might, You might not be wrong. Um, oh, I have the, Chris is the first mention of Carl Jung, which becomes a uh, standard uh, quoter. Of, uh, not quoter. He quotes Jung a lot uh throughout the, throughout the show um a uh, shared dream i have a little note here um this comes back many times even reference well, 100 years of solitude um
2: right uh, that's interesting cuz that's magical realism 101 yes but, and uh, there's a, and i mean you know one of Jung's um, biggest, or Jung, however we pronounce it, one of his big theories is the collective unconsciousness. That's right. And yeah. that we share all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like how they're playing that into this.
1: Yeah. Pretty, very, uh, yeah, very well done. Um, let's see. We got some... Oh, yeah, about Maurice hating it. Um, I don't. Why does no one believe Joel? Like, Ed talks about. Adam, like everybody's a secret. Like, oh yeah, he's got my, he's got this book. He's done this. Even Ruth Ann's like he did. I don't believe it, but he. Oh, I heard that he.
3: You know,
1: nobody believes him. It's a little bit annoying, uh, but he does. You have the scene of him gr- in the, the garlic press, um, and then the very last shot. Um, we got Moon River playing, <laughs> and Maurice drives by the sculpture one last time. And he looks at it, and he he says, oh, I get it. He finally understands the concept. And within, what, three seconds? He just gives it, like, the most perfect dismissive wave. Yeah. Right, and, he, right. and, and head shake. <laughs> like,
2: well, what yeah. a waste of time. Yeah, piss on this. Should have called <laughs> the rest of hubcaps. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's he say? Sure. It's a
4: great line. What's he saying? Should have called it rest and
2: hubcaps.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and I love that he goes and does it by himself because he's not sure if he's going to get it, and he doesn't want anyone to know that. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So he's out there looking at You're it, right. you know, and he finally has his aha, you know, only to be like, it fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew this guy was a loser. Thank God I didn't adopt this
2: kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, wait. Is this which episode is it when um, the the satellite dish comes and she is like so a junkie you've, for you've, satellite dish? going I
1: was gonna say, I think you've that you've 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 moved ahead a little bit. Um, that must be the oh, that's the in season, season two, two, episode
2: one. Yep. So, next, oh crap! I'm sorry because that was right. killing me. I was laughing so hard. Uh,
1: next week we will we'll do uh, episode one and episode two of season two. Okay. One um, and a deuce I'm looking forward to them I think uh, As you can tell Those last two episodes I think they found their groove They locked on To their yeah. strengths They kind of kicked aside Their weaknesses And uh, they yeah. just about got it And it just gets better And better and better So if you like it now It's uh, it's only going to go up nice. here Nice Until you know, about you, if, the if, mid, middle Of season five
2: Anyway go ahead And then it gets <laughs> crappy <laughs> Something happens Yeah go ahead Um I You know, it's funny because going back to, like, watching something and watching it find its groove, mm-hmm. um, I remember watching the first season of The Sopranos live every Sunday. Yeah. And I think it was about I episode did. four or five. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I think I'm about ready to throw it in the towel. Like, literally, it was... It, it just wasn't gelling for me. Yeah, I was. A bit and then off. somewhere, I can't remember which episode it is. College. It's right? like that whole thing just gelled around five or six, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is brilliant!" And of course, you know, it goes on to become you know one of the biggest shows sure. in the history of you entertainment. Know. But uh, this felt like that where there's moments I'm really enjoying it, and there's moments where I'm like, oh. "Hello, it's all right, just dog." it's all right. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. What um, there, you know, there's just like moments where I was like, okay, I don't feel connected to this, whatever. Sure. But it, it has enough hits over the misses that I stayed with it. But yeah, I think you're right. Those last few episodes, and then unfortunately I went a little ahead. Um, it, it feels like it's all gelling very nicely. Like you're getting a nice narrative. You've got the base set where you can just start understanding things. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Oh,
1: good. Good, good. That is, uh, really good to hear sorry i had to check
2: this yeah to it's just it. hard to stop it once i get into it i, I get in the groove madonna style and i don't want to come out of it screw, <laughs> baby, you, Boy, you got to prove your love to me uh, <laughs> um, what was i'm I was just waiting for the magical realism where the bar owner goes back into the 50s and he's running lucky strike tobacco <laughs> I, I'm just waiting on it. <laughs>
1: let me run through. Shame my, uh... on you, boy. <laughs> um, I got, uh, let's, see, let's Let me get up my tally chart here. Ed's not talking too much about, uh, any pop culture references. I don't, I don't think he. No, there any. wasn't. Um, I think that starts, uh, maybe next season. Uh, let's hope. So yeah, let's do two and two and three. So I don't, don't, please don't take his, uh, Please don't do what he does. <laughs> Children don't do this at home. But our good friend and uh, number one fan OG uh, started watching along with us on. Um, oh, that's awesome! On Northern Exposure, and I told him, "Hey, Northern nice. Exposure is a really good, uh, not therapy show, but it's a kind of a feel-good show. It, it's 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 very friendly to that sort of thing."
2: And it's our it's we're really coming of age.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I happened to speak to him uh, the other day and uh, said, Hey, you keeping up with us on the show? And he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm in like season three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's so please do not uh, do that. But yeah, he he could not stop himself and there's no reason he should because you know, he's, he's just listening along. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to do one and two season two. I'm really excited. I don't, once you, like you said, uh, we got the, uh, the television thing. I kind of remember that storyline, but I'm sure there's a <laughs> bunch of other things. Is it, is Shelly getting hooked on it? Is she on the home shopping network? Is that what's happening?
2: Oh my God. She gets hooked on everything. Her life stops. <laughs> and that is all she is. And I remember oh. when my parents got their satellite. Yes. I, I, and yeah. I'm like, it, it was like this. It was like, oh my God, I can watch everything 24 hours a day. Yeah. never ends. It was awesome. Yes, I
1: remember when, um, at least twice a year uh our cousins from ohio would come uh stay with us and uh i remember when the when carlo was about i don't know in her teenage years anyway she came over and our downstairs tv was the big satellite that was out in the backyard you know and it had everything and she would like their her mom would just constantly be like you know S- stop watching the television <laughs> We're going to go, we're going go to go this thing. We're going to go to, you know, aunt, aunt, whatever's and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And she would just be like, they, you don't understand. There's four different MTVs. If you miss something, <laughs> you, yeah, yep. you can go back to the one that's playing in New York and you're going to catch it again. The next yep. hour. <laughs> she was just like, they had yep. like HBO. <laughs> Dude,
2: <laughs> and, uh, my favorite story of that is, um, I was dating Amber Clock at the time. Now, Amber... I can't think of her husband's last name. Anyway, we were watching, and this crazy show dropped called Tenacious D. Oh, yes. We yeah. had never heard of this. Mm-hmm. And so we watched it, and we sat there and cried laughing for, like... This was before it became a TV show. These were shorts yeah, right? in between movies. movies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Be and we night. watched it. And we, I mean, like, <clears throat> we just cried laughing. So we stayed up three hours... So we could get it on the West Coast and record it on VCR <laughs> because we loved it so much. <laughs> That's right. That's what you would
1: do. That's yeah, what you absolutely. would do. Absolutely. All right, tally report here Fleischmann rants. I don't really think so. The, the, he's pretty, he's trying to settle down. It feels like he's settling down. Now, he does rant about yeah, the even uh, when he, childbirth and Maryland's and the But he doesn't
2: go on a super long rant. No. I mean, he kind of complains, but it's it's within reason, I think. Yeah, he's. I mean, they lied to him to get him there.
1: <laughs> yes, he's, and I don't know if he's accepted his fate, um, but he's, yeah, he's going through a, a fupa or whatever that was. No, that's not what that's called. <laughs> um, Chris Philosophy, kind of a little bit about Jung, Jung. But uh, he's not like. Uh, eventually, he's. I think they hire a writer who's just
2: like. That's their thing. Uh, Your I, job is to write his monologues? Yes,
1: because eventually, like he is just like. Well, so and so says that you should blah 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 blah. But in the end, I tend to think that so and so is right about the matter. And like, just <laughs> him on the radio <laughs> doing right. that. It's you don't hear a lot of that. I, you got a little touch of it in this last episode, uh, O'Connell rant. Uh, a little bit about the bagels. Ed TV reference. Nope. Maurice beef with another character. Uh, Chris. He's mad at Chris. He, has, he goes and basically wants to beat him up. We don't have a story from Whirlwind or any residents yet. Magical realism. We talked about that. It finally got to that. Uh, inappropriate. Did not hold up. Uh, special effects, I suppose. Did not hold up. Yeah. Maurice. Pretty much Maurice. You people. You people. I was going to say Maurice is pretty much the cause of... Uh, of that <laughs> Now there is a thing that happens in this show Where the Native Americans Refer to themselves as Indians And I think that was just You know Par for the course in 1990 I, I, I don't Maybe there was no No um, push to change that language then um, But they're just very You know that's, that's what they are Was there a town meeting? Um, no No town meetings These last two episodes that I can think of. And uh, no. yeah, Ed did not reference any uh, uh, pop culture. Um, I do like Ed finding uh, Jesse <laughs> taking the picture. and uh, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> let's do it. I'm excited. Season two. I hope, oh boy, I hope we don't get any more of those Fritzman files. <laughs> they seem to come <laughs> in waves. So hopefully not. All right. That was a good one. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you and we'll see you next time. Adios.
3: Peace!